I don't think that's going to buff out. everyone, you're listening to Tim McKinney from ITW Evercoat. Evercoat, the brand trusted by more shops for automotive and marine repairs than any others for almost 70 years. Bringing you continued innovations like Optex Filler with color-changing technology and Optex Superbuild with a built-in guide coat. And now, here's Tim. Hello everyone, this is Tim's Tech Tips by Evercoat, and I'm your host, Tim McKinney. Well, recently a good friend of mine called me up the, the other day and had some questions about gel coat repair. Now, I've answered this question about how do you do gel coat repair and, and all of this, but it kind of struck me that, you know what, maybe this is something I can talk a little bit more detail about because he had very similar concerns as most people do that might call in. And I covered it in basically to say that if you want a quality repair, you want to make sure you cover three main things. Number one, the color. Number two, the texture, and number three, the sheen. So how do you get the color right? Well, first thing you wanna do is you wanna make sure that you wash and polish the boat where you're gonna be doing the repair. If you don't actually take the time to wash and polish, you're gonna be trying to color match in an area that might be faded, it might be chalky, and you're not gonna get a good color match. Second, if you're going to do this, you want to start off by making sure you have the right gel coat to do the repair. So Evercoat makes a couple of different colors. We make uh, white and we make neutral. Now white is just what it sounds like. It's white. It's meant for whites and pastels. And you notice I said whites. I didn't just say white. There's not just one color. Neutral would be for deeper colors. So neutral is going to dry with an absolute lack of pigment to it. It's going to dry kind of a neutral or as I call it a semi-opaque or transparent finish. So whatever color you put into it, it takes that color range on. So if you're trying to match a dark color, that's the base that you need to, to have. But case in point I want to bring up about this is when you try to match a deep color like that starting off with a neutral base because it has no pigment to it it doesn't very hide very well so what you're going to need to do is actually put on several coats so I compare this to uh, nail polish for women if you're listening it takes several coats to get that depth of color you're looking for guys you've probably heard someone talk about back in the day that they saw a lacquer job that had X number of coats on it and they polished it up and looks like you could fall into it. Well, back in the day with the old paint finishes or with the pearl coats, you had to put a lot of coats on in order to give the depth of color you were looking for and to hide. So it's going to kind of be like that. But for most of you trying to match a boat repair, white's going to be where you're going to be starting off with. Next, after you've got the white that you're going to be using, make sure that you have some acetone handy and here's why. So after you've got the area polished up that you're trying to match, take a small amount of the gel coat right out of the can with a little tongue depressor or a paint stick or if you're going to be doing it with your finger, wear gloves. Put a little bit on the boat, stand back and take a look at it and see if it matches. And don't try to do it in a garage where you just got fluorescent light. 
try to bring in as much natural light as possible. Trust me, it's going to help you in the long run. If you match it with one light spectrum, sodium lights, fluorescent lights, you're not going to get the full range of color. You're going to find out it's probably not going to match when you get it out in the sun. So try to use natural sunlight because that's where it's going to be after you're done. So you want to make sure it matches. Next is to not use any kind of paint uh, to change the color or toners. Only use the correct coloring agents. Evercoat offers coloring agents that are formulated to work with polyester gel coats. So you want to make sure you use those and nothing else because they may not be compatible and it's going to make a mess for you. Now here's another helpful tip. When you're trying to match the color, don't add all of the color that you think you might need into the majority of what you're going to be using. Instead, if you've mixed up the product with a little bit of a, a paint stick or a tongue depressor, clean that off a little bit and put just a very small amount of whatever color you think it might need onto that stick, then mix it in slowly. You don't want to add it in and then whoops, you added too much because trust me, once it's in there, no matter how much white you try to add to bring it back, you're never going to be able to get it. And add very small amounts. Just the tiniest little drop of coloring agent will do more than you think it will do. So add just a little bit, slowly bring it to that color you're looking for. And every time you mix it and you think it didn't look like it did a change, you want to check it. Put it next to that last mark you did. And that's where that acetone comes in handy. Once in a while, wipe it all away and put it all put the next drop back up there to check the color. Use the acetone to keep the surface clean. We're going to use that side of the boat as a color palette to match up against. So once we get it to where we really can't see where the color is, we can just maybe see that there's an area that sticks out a little bit or is a little bit glossier. That's the color range we're looking for before we start the repair. And the last bit of advice I have on that is never, ever, ever, trust me, I've done this and it's bit me several times, try to match your color after you've added the hardener. You've got a very short window of opportunity and it doesn't matter how good you are at matching, you're never going to do it. So match it first and then add the hardener when you're ready. So you've got all that done, it's going to make this process go so much easier. Now we're at the stage of preparation. Well, how do you get ready for the repair? Well, if you did have to polish, we want to make sure we use some acetone to take off any amount of wax or maybe some silicone that might have been left in that. We want to get those off. So remove that with some acetone, and then you're going to treat those areas that you need to apply the gel coat. If it's some heavy damage, you might need to sand it with maybe an 80 to 120 grit. If it's a small crack, maybe use like a, a rotary tool and get in there and just open that gel coat up a little bit. The key point about this is we're trying to prep the gel coat for application. We're not trying to do a fiberglass repair. So don't go digging into the fiberglass. Avoid damaging the fiberglass when you can. If you need to do a fiberglass repair, that's a topic for another discussion. So now you've got everything ready. The area is prepped. Well, wait a minute. No, it's not. After you've done that sanding, you want to grab some more acetone. Wipe it again. Especially if you're working in an area where there may be a little bit of humidity while you're working it. If you used an airline, make sure you get any moisture out of that area before you put the gel coat over top of it. And it's a good way to also remove all of the, uh, the dust that might be in the area. So after the acetone flashes out, now we're ready to mix up the amount we need. So 
pour the small amount of material you have in. Always mix up at least an ounce, and you'll be surprised how far an ounce will go. But put it in something you can see, like maybe a paint mixing cup or a small medical cup that's graduated, um, even some of the little coffee cups. Just make sure whatever you do, you've got a way to measure it. I've even taken a mixing vessel, poured in one ounce, marked it with a Sharpie, got the water out of it, wiped it dry with acetone or alcohol, and then use that as a measuring point for it. The reason we want to make sure we start off with an ounce is we're going to be adding drops of liquid hardener to the gel coat. Now, how much do we add? That's going to vary by the product. One of the products might say add X, the other one might say add Y. So make sure when it says add so many drops per ounce, you're adding in that right amount. You can go up or down a by maybe a drop, but don't go crazy. You don't want to radically under-catalyze, thinking you're going to gain extra working time, because it's got to actually create a chemical reaction the proper way. If it doesn't, it's not going to be a good repair. Likewise, don't be thinking, well, I'll add more into it. You don't want to use these products below, say, 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So if it's that cold, then don't be trying to over-catalyze it. Let it warm up a little bit. Bring it into the heat. Maybe use a heat gun for the repair, but you don't want to be using it so it's really cold and thinking adding more chemical energy to it is going to properly do that. Just avoid over and under catalyzing. Next, if you're talking about spraying it, uh, watch reducing it with the wrong thing. Acetone's very universal for this, so just a little dab will do you. But for most repairs that I see folks doing, a chip brush or an acid brush works just perfect for those repairs. And when you're doing the repair, don't stress out about making sure you're putting it in perfectly flat and level and it blends in. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're going to be sanding that on the back end to make sure we get that proper texture. So for right now, we just want to get it in there, let it set up properly, and then we're going to come back and take care of it. If you're applying the product and you find that you're using a laminating or an unwaxed gel coat, don't stress. All you have to do is cover that with a small sheet of acetate film uh, heck, I've even used a freezer bag for some applications, or wax paper. And if your wax paper bonds into the top of the gel coat a little bit, if you used an unwaxed gel coat, hey, not a big deal. When you sand it, you're going to be taking that off anyway. If you're using a finishing gel coat, which means it has wax in it, there's no need to even do that. So preferably try to grab a finishing gel coat if you can. And like I said, just remember, we're going to be sanding this repair after it's all said and done and get that shape and texture we're looking for. So we don't need to focus and, and really stress out about making sure we're putting it in the right time and getting it done in one shot. Trust me, just take that burden of stress off your shoulders and it's going to make yourself be much more easy to work with something like this. Think of this like a polyester paint. We've got a little bit of window of opportunity to work with this and your paint's a little bit more forgiving than you might think it is. Next, after the gel coat sets up, and that's going to be somewhere in the range of about maybe an oh, hour to an hour and a half, depending on the temperature, we're going to come back and we're going to start to sand that. Now that's where we're starting to get into that texture stage. I usually recommend starting off with about a 320 to 400 grit. Sand it till you get about 80 to 90% of the shape that you're looking for. After that, you're going to come back with a grit of around 600 or finer. Now remember this. The finer you sand the repair, the less you're going to have to polish or maybe even compound. So if you take it out to a very fine grit, you can eliminate the compounding stage. If you leave it at a coarser grit, you're probably going to need to use a compound. 
you have any questions on that, go back to your boating manufacturer that you, you purchased the products, and they've probably got some insight to steer you in the right direction, depending on the grit that you finished it off with. So if you think about this, it's not going to be overly complicated for the repair. Break it down into smaller chunks. Make sure you focus on capturing the right color. Mix up what you're going to be using for the repair. Heck, I've even done an entire little can if I know I'm going to be using it for the boat for this season and for next season if I'm keeping the boat around for a while. After you're done with that, make sure you sand it so it's smooth and it blends in. You don't want the repair being higher than or lower than, or if you look down the side, you can see it. So take this the time to sand it with the right grits and make sure you get it nice and smooth. Also, when you're done with the repair, polish it back up. Make sure that your repair has got the right sheen as the rest of the boat does. It may even require having to polish the rest of the boat. And last but not least, make sure you have used the right amount and the correct hardener for the product. We want to make sure if we've done all this time and energy into the repair, it's going to last for the length of the boat. So hopefully this helps to take out some of the mystique of a gel coat repair. If you follow those tips, you'll be able to do a high quality gel coat repair that's going to last and look like a professional's done it for you. So until next time, this is Tim with Evercoat and stay safe out there.